Peter Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you, sir? Oh, oh, and by the way, Local Chapter 151. Yeah, (laughs) thank you very much. Had to take my shoes off. Sorry about that. Oh, did you? Because you're fucking Pasco proud. Uh, No, I'm I'm actually not Pasco proud, but uh, I am am a uh, Florida man. While in Pasco, you will um, adhere to uh, to the standards set by the county. Well, uh, where uh, while in anywhere that it's not legally required to do so, I will be barefoot. I will not be wearing shoes. Yeah. So you should be barefoot. I do not like shoes. A sandwich. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, let me see what I can do for you on that. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, it, uh, I'm doing great, man. That's good. Doing to hear. great. Life is good. Life is. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. How's life with you? Eh, busy as always. Oh, really? Yeah. Good, but busy. Yeah. Had a strange week though. Oh. Just kind of all over the place, you know? Just so much going on. A lot of weird stuff going on. I know. I uh, helped my uh, son install a, a fence yesterday. Oh. Yeah. At what, his house? Yeah. Yeah. How so. much fence did you have to install? You know, it, it's funny. I thought it was going to be a really simple job. It was only a 25-foot run with a gate. You know, not okay. a big deal. Just, you know. Straight line. Like, you didn't he, have to turn or he, nothing. He uh, he bought, a, like, a townhouse, so it's, like, kind of row villas type yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, 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 And so he's, he's got a small backyard and just had to redo the back. And the original one was had been there for like you know thirty five years, so it's all shitty. And I thought this was going to be no big deal; it's half rotted anyway, so just tearing it out is going to be easy. Well, I don't know what the people were thinking when they installed this fence originally, because normally you, you get a, a four by four by eight, you know, four inch by four inch by eight foot post fence post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they did like uh, four by four by eighties. Because these things were, like, deep in the ground. And they had so much concrete around them that I was expecting at any minute to dig up Jimmy Hoffa. You, know? <laughs> you think this is where they put him? I, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> in, a, so, in a backyard townhouse in fucking Pinellas County. We spent all day getting out five posts. Because that's all there was was five posts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, it was unbelievable, man. I Just these things were so could deep. Could you not save so much- the posts? Oh no no no! Well, we we did vinyl, so you know it's it's oh, all PVC I gotcha, now. I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Well, we haven't finished. I got to finish today after the show. But yeah, what the hell were these people thinking? I mean, they engineered this thing to last uh, for you know centuries. A millennia. Yeah, yeah. I, you would have thought they were building the fucking Coliseum, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we uh, we finally got all those out. So today we got to finish actually putting the new fence in. That's when the uh, you know concrete prices were so cheap back in the day that they could afford to do that. Well, concrete. Now still. you just got to do a little like a just concrete cheap, but actually you. wood is so expensive that vinyl is now just the same price as getting wood. Jesus fence. Christ! Yeah. So you know, yeah, it was about seven hundred bucks in materials. Let's for, uh, go, Brandon. <laughs> That's a reference to last week's show, but I already forgot it. <laughs> oh, that's at the NASCAR event where they where they oh, said fuck Joe fuck Biden. Joe Biden right? <laughs> and it's let's go, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think he's uh, totally to blame for that, but uh, Oh no, he's the, yeah. the, 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 the those prices were up before he got in office. Well, yeah, they they were up uh, because the Fed has been uh, you know printing money like it's going out of style. Well, they've start they they that has been going on for a while too. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so then I get I get uh um you know, home uh, day before yesterday, and you ever see those ads for Cola Guard? And no, I, I no. Think we, I actually thought it was Color Guard, and you just spelled it wrong. No, no, no. It's 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 Cola Guard, and, and it's it's actually and, and they have this little. It, it, it's a box where you provide a sample, uh, and they test you for color, uh, colon cancer. And I see these ads, and it's like this little animated box and it's like showing up at people's dinner parties and stuff and essentially saying shit in me <laughs> right so you have to shit in a box you and have to send shit them the in box, the box and, and send it back to be tested for colon cancer and God, imagine uh, if you send that to the wrong address i've made so much 
right? <laughs> I've made so much fun of this. Um, you know, every time I see the the ad, it just cracks me up. You know, just the the concept is is so humorous to me. And I get home uh, like Thursday, and there's a cola guard box on my doorstep. I'm like, what the hell? And of course, it's addressed to my mother in law. So I bring it to her. Here's your cola guard box. And about 15 minutes later, she's like, uh, you know. Adrian, can you come help me with this? <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. And I think she just wanted me to read the instructions or something like that, but I, I wouldn't even do that. I'm like, you are, look, you are totally on your own crapping in a box, woman. I ain't getting anywhere near that. <laughs> so apparently she accomplished her mission because this morning. <laughs> she, There's the box to go into the mail is the fucking no, box it's worse of shit. Than that. It's worse than that. She comes out and hands the box, tries to hand the box to my wife and says, can you drop this off to ship? <laughs> and my wife is like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> and she, she, my wife was going to work and then to a funeral and she wanted her to drop it off after the funeral. <laughs> Oh, so we're going to sit in the fucking hot car all day. She says, I am not putting that in my car. I'm not taking... That's on you. (laughs) So we had our Cola Guard experience, but uh, yeah, just just amazing what people will do. You know what I'm saying? God, I really thought that was going to be a boring story because I really thought it was going to be Cola Guard. (laughs) Like, it's so much better than I had anticipated. I would rather have colon cancer than to have to shit in a box and ship it somewhere. (laughs) You know, I'm just like, mm, let's see, shit in a box, like, colon I cancer. Yeah, colon cancer. I want to find these it. boxes. I want to make a bunch of them. I want to shit in boxes and then mail them to the wrong addresses. <laughs> just, <random people. laughs> just mail them to random fucking people. Like I'm sure they would. Get, I, I just think it'd be funny though. Eventually, I'd get busted for it. But that means that the cops had to fucking analyze the poop <laughs> to figure out who it was. Well, it's like they're doing. Uh, is it Australia? I think yeah. I think it is Australia where you have to register your dog's DNA. So when it craps on the sidewalk, they can track it back. No, to no, your that dog. was Israel. Oh, it was Israel. It okay. was Israel. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. People, just stop. <laughs> just stop. No, don't stop. You this know. is great. No, no, this is great material. Go to your doctor. Please, no, please, please continue to do this. If you really feel we the need, need to get a, a colon cancer screening, go to the doctor. Oh. Don't shit in a box. You know, it's funny. Okay, so and don't expect your your kids to actually handle it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they know what it is. Right. If you didn't know what it was, though, you would have totally been like, and, "Oh yeah, I'll take the box." Yeah, for and she she's so nonchalant about it. Well, John, why just drop off the box? No, <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. So box. we we made the eighty six year old woman use her walker to go get in her car and drive the box to wherever she needed to ship it from. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> why didn't she just do like a pickup? Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know the rules behind it. I didn't want to know. That wasn't uh, your, you know, she was calling me in to help figure it out, and I'm like, nope, right. nope, not doing it. I don't care if I have don't have to help you with the act. I, I'm not being any way involved in this. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So, all right. So I wanted to bring up on uh, this past Saturday, yes. we had our first of more than one because you've already agreed to doing more than one, right? Uh, and you did in front of many multiple witnesses. Um, I can still deny it at any point. I guess you could if yeah. you wanted to, but that, uh, I mean, I don't know if the, you're that much of an asshole because you actually had fun. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, I, I was uh, glad to hang out with some of our uh, our diehard yeah. listeners: Annie, Robert, Chris, Blaze, and Christine. Yep, we're yep. all there. Yep. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Um, me and Adrian actually got presents from Chris and Blaze. I believe Blaze made them. I think um, they. I think they both actually. I think they both had something yeah, to do with it. They're both uh, amateur blacksmiths, which yes. is awesome. Which I got to tell you, man. Like the only thing that makes you an amateur amateur is if you're not selling it, right? And I got to tell they you, sell these make easily. some of those motherfuckers, and yeah. you'll fucking sell them. So they take railroad ties and they turn them into railroad knives. spikes. Railroad spikes. I'm yeah. sorry, railroad spikes, and turn them into knives. Right. And gave me and Adrian both one of the railroad spikes. And you know they're they're like. Uh, Hardcore. Really awesome, and it, it's shocking because what they do is they uh, obviously they they heat the tie and they they grind it down to make the blade surface really nice blade too sharp, and then they they twist uh, the uh, lower part with the uh, the head of mm-hmm. the spike, and that's like the hilt of the uh, the handle, 
and the twists, and then they notch it out. It's it, it just it's shocking that the, you could take a railroad tie, twist it up, grind it down, make it into a blade, and it feels good in your hand. Oh yeah, it does. You know, it's it's got a they they really engineered it very well. Yeah, when I saw this, I thought this is going to be Exhibit A in my murder trial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like this is totally going to be Exhibit right, A. Wait, in your murder trial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to be on trial for murder, or you're someone is going to be tried for murdering you? No, 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 no. I'm. I'll. I'll if if it's going to go down that way, it'll be me. Yeah. using that knife. As, yeah. As the, uh, I'm sure that's not what they intended. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's not what they intended yeah, either, but yeah. just because unintended consequences, man, what are you going to do? Right. Um, but uh, um, the one thing that etched into the blade itself was the number 151. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm so stupid that uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm admiring this knife, gorgeous knife, and, and I see the 151 on there, and I, I asked Blaze, uh, well, what, what's the 151 mean? Like an idiot. Right. For for whatever reason, I I didn't know at the time. You just drew a blank. And he's like, uh, Anarchist Guild, Chapter 151. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and we got to do more than an hour next time. I mean, you know, I had well, to you had to cut out. I was I, I was ready to have another beer, but you had to cut out early. So yeah, yeah. So it was it was you know it was a lot of fun though. We had had a great time, had good conversations. And people showed up even, so that was even better. Right. Like, I, I had no idea who was going to show up. Right. I none zero idea. I I thought there was a high probability it'd just be us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, in the in the in the telegram. Chris and Blaze were, or Chris was saying that, you know, we got something for you right in there. So I figured he was going to be there. And I kind of figured Annie was going to be there, but I didn't know for sure because I didn't know what she was doing on Saturday. She could right. have something else going on, you know, or whatever. But they all showed up. It was a great time. Had some cigars, had some good beers from Stilt House, which I like Stilt House as a place, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, nice, nice little uh, pub. It, you know what it is, though? On the inside, it's only just big enough for like the bar right and then like a round of tables on the outside like an outer edge well of tables. they have that room off to the side too that's like kind of a private room yeah yeah they so. had a the little private room deal and then they had the back and the back was where we were right uh, but but then you go in between the back and um then they have like the the, the you know because they brew their own on site right and so they had all the the big cylinder and it backs and, backs up right to the pinellas county trail which is cool so yeah. if you're riding your bike you just stop in for a beer you know yeah, yeah. i mean that was really cool by yeah. the way and you know they, they make a lot of their own stuff they also sell other people's stuff there as well they had the lobster truck in the front right yeah so, yeah which i actually think they're affiliated with in some way because the bartender actually was wearing a lobster shirt oh Oh, well, so maybe. I think that there's an affiliation there, even though I have seen that lobster truck in other places. Right. So, but I just, you know what it is? I love the combination of craft breweries and food trucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, I just love that it's combination. A, it's a good fit. It's America. Yeah. Because I think a lot of those craft breweries, the way they're licensed, they can't serve food. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a food truck out, out is, is it's a perfect compliment. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and here's the thing. I want my brewers to focus on the beer, and I want my food people to focus on the food. I yeah. don't want them to do both. Yeah, yeah, because then it gets a little, you know, one suffers. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you start putting weird things in drinks, too, that at that point, though. Like, I don't need a lobster beer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking for that. Hmm. I don't know, man. No, I I'm, I'm I, kinda, Personally, that's not my thing. I'm kind of thinking that that could you might be onto something there. Uh, a little okay. uh, melted butter in the beer. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh no, man. Oh come on. No, that sounds really good. Oh no, come on, guy. Oh no, no. Guy, I, I, guy. I think that could be a thing. Um, okay, but at any rate, though. So everybody that showed up, thank you very much. Yeah, really we appreciate, appreciate it. That. Really had a good time, and uh, hope we're going to see. We're going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I think Adrian would agree to every other month. I think is what you agreed to. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. And we'll go to we're going to go to Hudson or Port Ritchie for the next one. I already know. Yeah, maybe, I know already know where I'm going. There. Maybe maybe once a quarter, something like that. But you know, it's uh, yeah. We can do it on a on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go do that one. That this next time we're going to do Craft Life. Is where we're gonna go. Where's so that? That's in like a uh, uh, Port Ritchie slash Hudson ish area. Okay. So okay. it's all by itself. It's a nice place though. It's 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 <coughs> fine. I've been, I've gotten beers there before. I get some good. There's a they make a good red ale. Right. They make a good red there. So like I'm, I can't wait to go there. And it's close to Blazing Chris. So like and Christine. Yeah. So you know, hey, we'll go we'll go near you guys in the next one. Right. And then after that, we got to go down to South Pinellas because that's where Annie lives. So okay. And then you know we get more people, we'll go to other places. So. Right. Right. You know, maybe eventually, you know, big enough, we'll go to other states. Yeah, no, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not, not, not a thing. That's not a thing. No. You know what? I, I'll tell you what I do want to do as a thing, though. 
Let's, let's I mean, see. we'd have to get really huge for that to happen. I got you. Like this would be our job type of thing. I got you. Yeah. Now, here's here's what I do. And we're only about uh, 10,000 subscribers away from that. Oh, I mean, we're close. <laughs> right. We're close. We're close. Yeah. We're close. Um, but I, you know what I do want to do, though, one time, Adrian? I want us to do a, because you've done this before. I, I don't think you've done it lately, though. But you have done the impromptu, I will drive a ridiculous amount of way for a piece of food from a certain place. That is true. And so I do want to do that one time, and I want to do it with you. Like, I want to go together with you, because I haven't done one of those with you yet. I don't know if I can handle being in the car with you for that long. Yeah, you can. No, you I can don't do know. It. No, I, no, I you can know. do it. Was, it was always difficult. <laughs> we, we did a lot of that in our lives. Yeah, no, but in I'm fact, saying it's, it's worth I, one more. I would, I would say that we've probably, and this is not an exaggeration, have spent thousands of hours in a car together. Well, that that's yeah, easily, <laughs> yeah. easily yes. <laughs> I mean, just 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 well, the brew tour. Yeah, I mean, well, my campaign alone, um, we actually clocked over a hundred thousand miles, and we only left the state once, and that was for a brief trip to Georgia. Yeah, you know, so in the course of a year and a half, we drove a hundred thousand miles within the state of Florida. Yeah, and most of that was us in the car at the same time. Yeah, oh yeah, almost all of it, a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes so, you were sometimes, sometimes you did I some was things. solo, yeah. sometimes me and Danielle, sometimes me and uh, Jim. Yeah, you know? I remember Jim. Yeah, he started uh, me a lot, and uh, other folks as well so yeah. no but uh yeah that was uh, just a crazy time but uh yeah i, I don't know road trips uh it's gonna be it's gonna be in, getting, here's I'm, the thing it's I'm gonna be kind of old and cranky for that ah you can do one yeah, you can do one know. you I'm, can do one I, a new orleans and back i'm such an old cranky old. a new orleans and back though we'll do a new orleans and back. that is a good run that's a good run that is a good run and you can actually do that oh well, i don't know if i can still do that but uh used to be able to do it straight through and back on no sleep you know, yeah, we'll do that. You, you go there, you party for a few hours, and come back. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That's that's hard though. We'll totally do it. That, that, that's that's a hard trip because it's a it's a good. Eh, it's about twelve hours to New Orleans from here. Yeah, yeah. So well, it depends on what road you take. Uh, there's only so many you can take. Well, I'm saying going up this way, you can go up 19, or you can go up uh, 75, right? Or 95, 75, yeah, 75, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the 19 route is uh, more scenic. Yeah, much more scenic. Nineteen to ninety-eight, you know, mm-hmm. or nineteen twenty-seven, ninety-eight, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, d- and but going uh, seventy-five and ten—that's pretty far out of the way. I mean, it, you can go faster. Yeah, but you're adding, you know, hundred miles. Adding, to the yeah, trip. you're adding a little bit. Of, you're adding a little bit to the trip, though. Yeah. So, and I'm sure our listeners are really enjoying planning out this impromptu <laughs> road trip. That's not going to sure happen anyway. No, they don't care. All right, so an- let me get into another s- issue, the subject that I don't think they're going to give a fuck about either. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I welcome to alienating our listeners. <laughs> yes. So I listened to the Soho debate. Now, if you don't know what the Soho debates are, I don't. Okay. So Reason Magazine puts on these Oxford style debates between two people and they ask a question and then they have two people, one debating the affirmative and one debating the negative. Okay. Um, one, you know, advocating for one, one advocating for the other. Right. And they did one between Scott Horton and Bill Crystal. Okay. And you're probably going to have to explain who both those people are. I am. I think most people might know Bill Crystal, but yes, yes. So Bill Crystal is the purveyor of what used to be the weekly standard. Now it's the bulwark. He is a, a if if neocons had a Mount Rushmore, Bill Crystal's going to be on it, or I, at least his ass will be on it. He's kind of an arrogant douchebag, in my opinion. He's a cowardly arrogant douchebag. He's but got he's that still, look. He's got that face. You just want to punch him. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Now he was up against Scott Horton, who runs antiwar.com who is as anti-war as you can possibly get. Now he's in ideology, he's libertarian. Okay. Now in watching this debate or in listening to the debate, the one thing that I came away from was Bill Crystal. I don't even think knew who Scott Horton was as nor did I. So well, which you did not either. surprising. However, Scott Horton knew who Bill Crystal was. Right. And I think this is one of the problems that, that you can run into when debating the neocons. And the problem that you can run into in debating the neocons is like they don't have any shame whatsoever. And Scott Horton knows so much information about what US foreign policy has been like over the past hundred years. Right. And can name stuff off so quickly that it 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 
it allows you to not lose a debate, but to really frame it in a way in which you're not really like, and and Bill Crystal said this on there. He was during it, but it was around the about you know uh, about a debate itself. And he was like, if I could give one piece of advice, you shouldn't um, you shouldn't uh, demean the motives of the other person that you're that you're debating. You, you should debate the issue itself and not make it personal. Who said that to whom? Bill Crystal said it to Horton. Okay. Well, Bill Crystal said it to the to the moderator. Right. And I think that the problem was is that this was an opportunity for Horton to just go after Bill Crystal because he despises Bill Crystal. Right. As do I. I fucking hate the guy. I think he's a bad person. Right. However, Bill Crystal, in not knowing who the other person was and is so smug and arrogant in his position really was up there admitting that foreign policy goes wrong but that and the question was are is american security increased with interventionist and regime change foreign policy and and you know he was like well we've made mistakes but we're out there trying to do good and blah 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 blah. and he's you know standing on the graves of dead people and horton is just laying the case out and just laying it out but then he goes after the military industrial complex he really goes after um uh goes after um uh uh, Israel and to the point where like what Scott Horton saying is not wrong but what Bill Crystal's response was well that's what the Russians say like he was saying certain things that he was like you know he talked about the genocide in Syria right. because they gassed because he's claiming that Assad gassed those people which we've come to find out later on that wasn't the case you know what I mean that, that, that didn't happen so, well somebody gassed somebody but we don't know you know who yeah yeah but it, it looked like an inside job at that point it didn't look like it was the syrians doing it yeah it's it, it, bottom line is we don't know who did it yeah, yeah yeah bottom line was that but so but but in watching the debate the thing that got to me was i feel like horton missed an opportunity because he was so angry with bill crystal right like you had to have somebody with scott's knowledge without his emotional baggage well, with, that went along with it. You needed someone with Scott's knowledge and Bill Crystal's temperament. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I tell you what, Bill Crystal's temperament, look, he was accused of a lot of shit during that during that he debate. He doesn't get ruffled, though. He doesn't get ruffled at all. No. Now, don't get me wrong. He left out of that forum as he you know he said he had a prior engagement so he had to leave right away so he didn't get to he doesn't didn't stay and talk to the people later on. Right. But and don't get me wrong, the way that the the way that the rules of that thing are set up is you have a they have a question you take a poll in the beginning as to whether you agree with it disagree with it or unsure and, and then, then afterward and afterward they do it again and if you go up at a higher percentage then you win that debate right and Scott Horton won the debate right in that in giving that aspect well it's hosted by reason so I would have thought that uh, you know there'd be well the audience is going to skew that way anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, some reason, uh, you know, followers are probably going to be uh, not nearly as anti-war as uh, as Horton is, I assume. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's it's they may just be in there for the economic side of things. It's it's possible. You know? It's possible. Yeah. Um, you know, because you have even guys like Milton Friedman weren't, uh, you know, really they were anti-war kind of, but not really, though. Well, I'm not really anti-war anymore. What do you mean? I, I'm I'm not. I'm. Oh, well, here's the thing. I guess I would say I'm anti-war but i am pro armageddon so you know it's kind of a catch-22 i hear you you know it's like look i don't want to see us send ten thousand troops over to you know mess with some brown people over oil or anything like that but if you're going to push the big one i'm all in favor of it yeah you know so if if you're gonna have a war let's do it w right and make sure you know we uh we end up with 10,000 humans left on the planet living in you know underground or something like i got that. you you do it the right way i mean if you're you gonna know. do it if you're gonna do it just do it so but there was one question that i wanted to bring up that they asked scott horton and this was near to the end of the debate itself and okay. i thought it was the greatest answer mm -hmm. he said well what take into account that you couldn't change the lead up to 9 11 mm -hmm. and that you couldn't change 9 11 okay so 9 11 is going to happen what do you do now what do you do now and it's a it's a fair question it's a legitimate question right. which we've answered a thousand times well, we have but yeah. his answer he went to harry brown okay because i guess they asked harry brown the same question right and harry brown was first off we we negotiate with the taliban because the taliban wanted to give us bin laden right because it, we cut off communication with the taliban 
because we didn't want to deal with them. Right. And we send in either, either they give them to us or we send in our special forces. We kill Bin Laden in Tora Bora where he was at at the time. And then at that point, we change every policy that, that led up to this. That, that And again, this is where you run into problems is that what he's, what he, and again, I don't disagree with him. Every policy that these guys said caused 9-11. Right. You know, we had troops in other countries. We had this going on there. We had this going on there. Right. And that if we needed to change our policies completely and that if we would have done that, we would have saved trillions of dollars and we would have gotten the people that were responsible for 9-11. Right. Where when you heard it, it was such a good answer, though. Right. And it was one of those things. It's like because you're going after the people that did it, but you're only going after the people that did it. Right. And you're not going any doing any of the rest. No collateral damage. He said, damage. "What I wouldn't do," right. and then he then he goes, "And what I wouldn't do is use it as an opportunity to go do all the other things that I wanted to get done." Like he basically said, "We went into uh, you know Iraq because of this. We, we you know did we did Afghanistan for so long because of this. Like the the war on terror. He indicted the war on terror while still saying we're going to go get the people that did it." Right. And I thought that that was like such a great answer. And even Bill Crystal, like he didn't attack him on that one. Well, he didn't do much. Bill Crystal didn't do much attacking anyway. Right. And the reason was is that look, I I can't even believe they got him because he in the beginning when he did his first fifteen minutes, he sounded so fucking unprepared. Like he didn't really have like a prepared remarks. Scott Horton, on the other hand, had a whole speech that he gave, which he went way over his time, which I was very angry about actually with Scott Horton, is you only get like 15 or something minutes, and he went like four minutes over. And it's like, you dick. Don't go over the time, man. Like, don't be that Don't be that fucking guy. Right. So I wasn't happy with Scott Horton at the end of this because I was just like, you had a golden opportunity and you screwed it up. Now, he even admitted that when he read his speech, he read it at the amount of time. He said he thought he was going to be able to make time. But the problem is, is that you always have to undercut that one a little bit because the cadence that you use when you're doing a debate is not going to be at the same level as if you're just reading it. This is compelling. Okay, I, I'm done. I'm done now. <laughs> you're done. But I just, but I just wanted to bring that up. I listened to it though, and I, and I like I, I liked it overall, but I just feel like it was a missed opportunity. Right. Right. Like you needed to get under Bill Crystal's skin in a different way. You know, in, in retrospect, I, and I do kind of want to weigh in on how I would have handled 9 11 uh, back in the day. I think now, in retrospect, the, the best solution uh, would have been threefold. Okay. Uh, that would be the first thing is put a $1 billion bounty on bin Laden's head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the second thing would have been uh, to allow all. Uh, Americans to carry uh, firearms on aircraft, okay? And the third would be uh, to uh, uh, fund uh, the opening of an international airport in Kabul. You know, I think that would have been the way to go. I mean, you want to talk about that? Get some Americans with guns on airplanes uh, heading to Kabul and uh, looking for uh, bin Laden. You know, problem solved. (laughs) <laughs> Let, let's do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, you've lost your fucking mind. No. Fucking no. I've always said, hey, I, I've always believed that we should have firearms on aircraft. Yeah, but I don't think that that's a good idea, though. Oh, I think it's a great idea. No, yeah. not really. Really? Really? I, here's the thing, man. You don't want to be blowing fucking holes in the sides of fucking aircraft. That's a myth, dude. It's What do you mean it's a myth? That's a myth. Okay, look, if it, it, again, if you put a bullet hole in an airplane fuselage you're going to hear a whistle and there's going to be a a, a slight cabin depressurization a a slow cabin depressurization that whole concept of like you know one hole in a a airplane fuselage and the whole thing explodes and everyone gets sucked out that that's not real by the way okay no 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 I don't need the whistling when I'm doing a transatlantic fucking flight big guy well it's not like anyone is going to be just you know shooting up the place hey listen you, everyone has guns on an airplane. There's going to be a whole lot less unruly passengers. Wow, that's true, too. That bitch that doesn't want to wear a mask, she's going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which I don't think there should be mask mandates on airplanes, but you know what I'm okay, saying. That's, yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think you know, it's it pretty much anywhere you introduce a whole lot of firearms uh, with a whole lot of people, it, it gets uh, much more peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were, you were really hoping for 
um, the kind of peaceful dystopian future that you were looking for last yeah, week. Yeah. I know you're disappointed. I'm totally disappointed. Yeah, but we, you know it was good. But you, you thought there was I, a chance. I knew, I, no, I, I knew that this was not going to be uh, you know the the event that but I was. You were looking holding for. out hope. And what I'm talking about is uh, this past week there was a, a very significant uh, so, a solar coronal mass ejection, uh, causing a geomagnetic storm uh, to hit the Earth. Uh, And they were expecting actually some telecommunications disruptions and they were expecting uh, to uh, it it to create a aurora borealis as far south as New York, uh, which is uh, very, very uncommon. Um, But unfortunately, it really didn't pan out that much. It wasn't as powerful as they were expecting. And so it was kind of a non event. But, uh, you know, I'm still keeping hope alive for the big one. You know, let's uh, let's uh, that's that's definitely the best uh, dystopian future that I can think of is a solar flare taking out all of our technology and uh, getting rid of all this, uh, you know, insane uh, robot dogs with machine guns and uh, AI predicting what your next activity is going to be and all that sort of thing, you know. Gives us a, a nice reset uh, to go do a little fishing, do a little farming, you know, do a little uh, hunting, uh, getting to know our neighbors, uh, getting together with our communities to solve our problems. Uh, you so know, let me ask you a question as it relates towards that, though. Hmm. What is the latest model or year model of car or truck that you think you can buy that will withstand the solar storm? Um, probably none, really. Uh, the reason is is that if the solar storm is powerful enough you have to remember it's it's a a stream of highly energized particles and uh, specifically it's a you know a flood of electrons among other things and what can potentially happen is that the um, uh, the energy is such that it can actually melt conductive it can melt wires essentially when it happened in 1817, the, the 1870, uh, the uh, the Carrington event, it's called. Um, it was so powerful that it actually burned the telegraph lines all across the country. So they literally had to restring all the telegraph lines because they they the conductive cable actually burned up, snapped. You know, so if you think about that, even in relationship to a you know a, a car long before they had significant electronics. You know, your, your uh, distributor cap, your spark plug wires. So, you know, those wires could essentially be, you know, completely Well, what melted. could you store your vehicle in in order to protect itself from that? Um, if, if the electromagnetic storm is so powerful uh, that it uh, blows straight through the Earth's magnetosphere, um, chances are there's nothing, you know, unless you build some type of elaborate Faraday cage <laughs> in your garage, uh, chances are you're... there's not much you can do to stop it i mean there are things you can do and some technology would survive uh but with our current infrastructure if if a carrington event level um you know a solar storm was to happen today uh there would be no power there would be no cell phones there would be no um you know internet there would be really there would be no all, all of our forms of modern communication would be completely, Complete. yeah, completely out the window. The power grid would da- be down for years, yeah, you know, yeah. In some places, I mean, they would they would probably get it back up and going. But you have to remember that they would have to replace all these materials. And the problem is, is that the manufacturing centers that produce these materials wouldn't be able to operate. Yeah. So you have to reinvent. Uh, essentially, you have to go back to pre-industrial revolution. Uh, levels of manufacturing at least temporarily yeah to fix the problem so it's it's a if that does happen and it is going to happen there is it will happen period end of story it's been happening throughout the solar system's history uh, and it happens on a fairly regular on a geological scale it's a very regular thing um, on a human scale it's s- still pretty regular i mean you, you got to figure we're only 150 years since the last one yeah um, so, you know, it's something that we should, that we're totally unprepared for, uh, thankfully. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you think that there's some people that are prepared for it? Um, here, the underground bunkers. Those are the ones that will. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, there will be. So you're looking into some missile silos, maybe? Oh, I would love to live in a missile oh, silo. Oh, God, that would be so great. But yeah, you, you have to understand, like the the government shelters, like they built for a nuclear war type of thing. Yeah. They're still going to be operational. They're far enough underground that it's not going to have an effect on them. They have their own power supply. They, you know, things like that. Uh, but the problem is, is even though the heads of government may survive. They'll have no effective means to control the population or even communicate with the population. Yeah. Um, so because, you know, what are they going to do? Even if they, you know, got out and set up a big radio broadcast tower, nobody's radio is going to Yeah, who's going to fucking listen? Yeah, so it's essentially that would destroy all governments. And depending on, you know, how it hit the earth, and if it was that strong, it's probably going to affect the entire earth because it's going to, you know, spread out across the entire planet through the the. Uh, magnetosphere, the ionosphere, things like that. I was going to say ionosphere, by the way. Well, and it's going to take out all our satellites, too. Oh, yeah. So all the satellites will be toast. Which means your GPS ain't going to work. Anymore. GPS ain't going to work. You know, television's not going to work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, telecommunications not going to work. Internet's not going to work. Everything dependent on it. Yeah. Okay, so now, here's the thing, though. From now on, when we have things like this, I am now anointing these as the escape from L.A. dystopian future. Uh, and now it's it's way beyond that. <clears throat> no, it's actually way beyond. That's that. what I'm going with. No, nah, I don't like that one. We got to come. I don't up with give. Else. I don't care. Uh, yeah, this yeah. wasn't a let's debate it. Like that was. I'm telling you what we're gonna. Okay, do. first of all, first of all, this is my pet dystopia. You do not get to name. I it. have now taken over. No, your you fucking cannot. Pet you cannot take over. This is my pet. Look, man. This, don't don't make this, me bring down. This the boom is my on personal you. fantasy. You cannot infringe upon it. I'll turn you into somebody from New Hampshire. <clears throat> yeah, that was interesting too. Uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, you had a whole bunch of residents, uh, which would horrible segue, by the way. Just horrible. you'll turn me into someone from New Hampshire. Like, like what the fuck? I dude? did the best I could there, man. What no, do you want me to do? Yeah, just say move on to the next story. That would have been better. No, that would have been, been better. better. How do the, you the turn? The fact that you hold on. The fact that you stopped it right there because you started going with it, and then you're like, oh, let me well, fucking run my mouth it, about how bad uh, this it, is it, a it thing occur- was. It occurred to me it, how bad that really was. How do you turn someone into someone from New Hampshire? Like, do you do? I just put them in a time machine, go back, and say, "Hey, now you're born in New Hampshire." Yeah, you know what is it that you could physically manifest that would turn me into someone from New Hampshire? I don't know. You know, like take me to New Hampshire and say, "Now you live here." Yeah, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Get into the story now. In New Hampshire, uh, there was a a uh, loud boom in the middle of the night, and uh, you know, shook windows and a bunch of people woke a bunch of people up. And uh, it turns out it, it was most likely a uh, uh, a meteor meteoroid, I think they call it, mm-hmm. uh, when it blows up in the atmosphere. So it was a, a meteor came in the Earth's atmosphere, exploded, made a big boom. Okay, <laughs> and this happens frequently. It's not that big a deal. The reason that I wanted to bring it up is because in the article they said that the statewide 911 center received only one call reporting a large boom around 11 oh 11:30 a.m. I'm sorry it was in the morning in Lindenboro, New Hampshire and no calls to the police state the state police dispatch center uh, Mr. Raymond pointed out that more than 400 people had shared their observations on volcanodiscovery.com a website where people can report seismic like activity <laughs> so <laughs> There's this huge boom in the sky, and only one person called 911, but 400 went to some random website to report it. And I thought, you know, God bless you, New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, fuck 911. I'm going to the website. <laughs> There's a light in the sky, and you got hundreds of people fucking reporting it in any other state. All right. Well, what the fuck are the police going to do? Well, exactly nothing. (laughs) Like, it makes no sense to call them anyway on this. Well, yeah, you know, you you hear a loud boom and you call the police and they show up and shoot somebody. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's probably better just to put it on the the seismic activity website. But I just thought, you know, normally I wouldn't have brought that up, but I just, that little tidbit from the article was just just beautiful to me. Yeah. Don't call 911. Just go report it on a website. On (laughs) volcanodiscovery.com. Yeah. How funny is it that they knew that fucking website, though, to report? Like, why do you in New Hampshire know to go to VolcanoDiscovery.com to report seismic activity? I don't know. I'd never heard of that site before. So, uh, you know, but uh, go figure. (laughs) It's just awesome. (laughs) I don't get that, man. That's just a weird deal, by the way. Well, it must be like the the top search result for in Google for, you know, report a boom in the sky or something. I guess. But I mean. 
I mean, what the fuck, though? <laughs> yeah. Ah, whatever, man. Yeah. Now, New Hampshire people, you know, they, they don't always get it right, but they their instinct is is generally to... Uh, it's better, than, it's better yeah. than it is bad. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, we probably don't need government for that. Yeah. You know, their motto is live free or die. So... Yes. Yeah. And they seem to live, to live up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is what thousands of troops are actually living up to now, uh, going in going into the actual uh, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the Navy just came out. I think it was yesterday and said they will actually be discharging everyone who does not get the vaccine. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we keep repeating this mistake over and over again. And now they're here's here's what they're going to do. They will give them general discharges under honorable conditions. That's fine. Eh, I don't know. Still, you don't want a general discharge. Well, no. Okay. At the end of the day, you don't want a general discharge, but it's better than a dishonorable discharge or a bad conduct discharge. Right. Right. But it's still not an honorable discharge. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you can have general under honorable conditions, though. Right. So that and that's just as good as a honorable discharge. Right. I mean, I guess it's not just as good because if it was just as good, they call it the same thing. But right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt them too much, though. I mean, the, the individual is what I'm saying. Not right. the, the services are about to be. And again, this is. Look, here's the thing. You can show me all the stats you want, where you have you know forty something, fifty something percent of people that are okay with the vaccine mandates. If you get as low as twenty percent or ten percent of the people that say "fuck your vaccine va- vaccine mandate," right? You're you're going to lose. Well, they're getting there. They're yeah. getting you. I mean, uh, 4.3 million workers quit their job last month. Yeah. And a significant, not all of those, but a significant percentage were quitting because of vaccine mandates. Yeah. You know, this is this is causing effects. It's a ripple effect throughout the entire uh, economy right now. I mean, Southwest Airlines, you know, they had a thousand cancellations in one day last week, and they're still trying to, to catch up. And the reason is, is, and again, they deny it. They, they, they flat out deny that this is the case. Oh, they said it was a weather condition. Weather condition, Which yeah. is when there was no bad weather out there. Right. And it, no other airline was affected by it. Right, right. But The you Southwest know, solar storm. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it only targeted, you know, it specifically targets, uh, you know, that little heart on the side of the Yeah, yeah no, yeah. It's, it's a heart thing. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, and the airline pilots uh, basically are, um, you know, they're, they're fighting the vaccine mandate. And they're, you know, not showing up. They're calling in sick days, you know, things like that. And it's it's uh, really screwed the pooch for uh, Southwest. You know, a lot left a lot of passengers stranded. Boy, yeah, and look, I'm typically not a union person, but it's funny to watch now that the heads of the unions are saying that we're not going to we don't want our members to actually succumb to the mandates so much so that it looks like half right of the police in Chicago are now going to be out of a job oh yeah you know but yeah. there's a whole lot of murder and death in chicago like and now you're going to take half the cops off the streets yeah it, it's simply amazing that this uh vaccine mandate and it, it, it it's great to see because yes. it, it shows that there is still some fighting spirit fi- yes that's exactly the term S- some defiance uh some rugged individualism left in america uh again it's probably only 10 or 20 percent but at least it's still there yeah at least it's well here's the thing though in chicago it's half the cops though right right i mean that's 50 percent of the cops yeah yeah i mean yeah who's gonna kill black people now <laughs> no they're they're gonna have to do it themselves uh, right yeah Which, well don't get me wrong they do a pretty happens. good job of that you know i mean they're not in a, chicago anyway they're not as good as the cops but no they, you know no. they're working on it but yeah it, it's um it's it's crazy that they're and biden is just pushing forward pushing forward you know he doesn't care and god he is really going to go down as a as a failed president i mean he's just he's doing everything wrong at this point Yes. You know, and every time that it's becomes obvious that he's doing something wrong, he seems to double down on it. Yeah, trouble, double, triple, quadruple down yeah, on it. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck. No, no. And I, I don't know why. I mean, normally, normally, uh, Democrat presidents are seem to be much more have their pulse on they have more of a movable political weather vane. yes exactly exactly and if they see the wind shifting a little bit they're gonna ride right with it you know they're, they're not they're, doing that now though. no 
No, they're now, really not. The authoritarian, the authoritarian boot is down. They are really willing to, to fall on their swords for these mandates, and I think they're going to, which is great. But in the meantime, they're going to you know, really collapse the economy. Yes. I mean, basically right now we're, uh, we're looking at uh, uh, Chapter 1 of the, the Cassandra trigger. You know, yeah. Uh, it, it, because of. Minus all the libertarians getting killed first. We haven't uh, done that yet. Well, no, that was that was actually later in the book. But oh. uh, chapter one uh, was, you know, the the grocery store scene. Yeah. And uh, right now, Walgreens just announced they're closing five more stores in San Francisco because of organized shoplifting. It's just they they're just, basically they're getting wiped out by shoplifters. Um, uh, shoplifting skyrockets in New York City. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why is that happening? Well, it's primarily happening because there's a uh, rapidly increasing. Um, food costs. I mean, food costs are just going crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've been to a grocery store lately, I don't need to tell you that. Um, but, uh, you know, why is that happening? Well, it's happening because of, A, supply chain disruptions from COVID, uh, from the government response to COVID, Thank I you. Say. Thank you. Um, and uh, from um, um, from uh, just the, the Fed inflating the monetary supply. Yeah, you know, causing inflation. Uh, now we're we're basically experiencing at this point we're probably on a on a path for eight to ten percent inflation this year, and no signs of slowing. This was not uh, transitory, like the Fed wanted you to believe. Yep. Uh, so they literally, and again, the government created this scenario. Now the the COVID actually did have a little bit of effect on this, the virus itself, because people were sick, people were out of work, production did slow down and some plants had to close temporarily. But the majority of it was the the long term government response to it. You know, between the printing money, um, the uh the closures, and now the mandates that are causing about twenty percent of the workforce to have to quit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the media with the scare tactics constantly, you got people scared out of their minds. I don't, like, if I don't you see get people COVID, scared anymore. Well, no, no, no. In the beginning, maybe oh, not yeah. now, but yeah. in the beginning, they were, though. Like, you would ask, like, how many, what was your chance of dying of COVID? Right. There was a significant percentage that thought it was in, like, the 20% category. Right, exactly. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It wasn't even close to that. Like, they weren't being honest with the kill rate. Right. Like, I actually put something up. I don't remember when it was, but I put something up on Facebook, and somebody got back to me of, like, well, you know, we're going to die. You know, all these people are dying, and this and this and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what's the percentage? Right. What, what, what's your survival rate? Well, 700,000 people have died. You're not answering the question. What's the survival rate? Right. Because if you ask that one question, then they have to come up with like 99 point fucking whatever. Right. Right. And then you're like, even look, there's no scenario in which it's not. I mean, other than if you're really, really old. Right. There's no scenario that's not in the 90s as far as survival rate goes. Right. Right. Well, even especially if, now. Yeah. Even if you are really old, it's it's still probably 90 percent that you'll survive yeah. it. Yeah. You, know? you might be in the 80s. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. The reason you get so much death is, is that it is very, very contagious. And a lot of people get it. Not to mention that the government, anybody that dies of anything, they're trying to blame on covid just to be able to pump the numbers up. Because, right. again, I don't know if they're doing that as much anymore. Well, they were in the they beginning, were, though. They definitely were in the beginning. They definitely, definitely were. were in the beginning. Now, yeah. maybe they're not doing it so much now, but they no, were I, before. I, I think they've they've kind of leveled that off some because the, the deaths are way down anyway. Yeah. So uh, the, the cases are higher, but the, the deaths are much lower. But um, one thing you will not be getting uh, most likely uh, this uh, next month uh, will be a turkey on your Thanksgiving uh, dinner table. <laughs> because now turkey farmers are saying shortage of workers will delay production. So I mean, what the fuck? There's man? not even enough people to kill turkeys. I mean, how hard is it? <laughs> I just, look, you know what? These chop off their heads, reach in there, grab their guts out. You know, if pluck you, them. Look, in their attempt to completely control the economy, they have shown why they can't and why they shouldn't do it. Because a lot of these problems are exact at the at the best. They're exacerbated by government, if not created by government. Well, yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, I, I would say exacerbated to the extreme by government. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Look, if you had to close some of those plants for a little bit of time because everybody in your place got right. sick, that is those supply chain issues were not caused by government. Yeah, but they were minor and they wouldn't last. They more wouldn't than have 10 lasted. days. Yeah. Because once everybody gets it, then they can all fucking go back to work. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the the prolonged supply chain disruptions are definitely, definitely a, a government problem. Uh, the inflation is without question a government problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the empty store shelves are a, a government problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it just... Which is why the Biden administration is trying to run so hard to blame private industry for it. Well, I, I think just the Biden administration hasn't done enough, really, at this point. <laughs> and I think if they just go ahead and print the quadrillion dollar coin and give it to the Federal Reserve, I, I think that would really solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. That would solve the problem. That's of, it. That's the ticket. That would solve the problem of having a, a U.S. dollar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of which... Speaking of which, I have made out like a bandit in the past few days on my uh, cryptocurrency. Nice. Yeah, yeah, doing exceptionally well there. Uh, Bitcoin is back up over 60000 Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, all my other altcoins and uh, DeFi's and things like that, all the other stuff I'm mining is, is doing exceptionally well. And part of the reason is because the uh, government is actually allowing a uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrency EFT uh, to... Uh, uh, to start n- next week. Nice. So I think it's starting up on Tuesday, which should uh, drive the uh, prices higher. So, uh, you know, it, give me more Bitcoin and uh, print the tr- the uh, quadrillion dollar coin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's keep that going. Because <laughs> then Bitcoin will essentially be worth, you know, I, I'm going to say a hundred billion dollars per. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on, I do have one thing I wanted to mention with the um, it, to go back a little bit with the shoplifting in the stores. Right. I remit, we've talked about the story in the past, but it always bears repeating, mm-hmm. is that down in St. Pete, the Uruhu movement people right. were the ones that were saying that poor people should be allowed to go in and shoplift, basically. Yeah. Well, they do. It's called food stamps. Well, okay, hold on. <laughs> Other than food stamps. Oh, okay. That they, were allowed, that they should be allowed to go and do that. And these big chain stores should be allowed to do this. So you I have... Agree. You have a certain... Per, no, you don't agree. I don't really You have agree. a certain percentage of the population... That is literally advocating for the theft of things out of stores and then will blame those like the local communities are blaming Walgreens right because they're closing up shop. Yeah, of course. And like you're ruining the community. Where are we going to steal from now? (laughs) You know, that's what they're basically saying. I agree. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the proper purpose of a corporation is to, uh, you know, uh, supply uh, uh, things that people can steal. Now, I, wh- what else is their job? It's it's. Oh, and to, to provide jobs, too. Yeah. So a corporation is supposed to provide jobs and things people can steal. Yes. Yeah. I just find it funny is that you literally are advocating for people to go in and steal things. And then when the company says you know what, we're losing a little too much money, we're going to have to close the store down. You literally get mad at the store and not at the people going in there stealing stuff. Well, I actually, uh, you know, I, it, again, from the Cassandra trigger, uh, that was my prediction, is that it will get so bad at a certain point that shoplifting no longer has any social stigma attached to it. And I think we're getting very close to that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, and what will happen is eventually the stores will become much more violent in their response to shoplifting. But it will become a a survival mechanism and b because so many people have to do it to survive that, you know, the the people in the community be be like, yeah, I mean, we got to shoplift. It's, you know, that just everybody does it, you know. So I think that is, uh, you know, something that I I predicted would happen, and I think it's going to come true very soon. Um, And I I think you're not just going to see it in certain segments uh, of the population. I think it's going to be a a fairly widespread belief throughout, you know, even into the middle class and things like that. You know, where it's, everybody shoplifts, you know? I mean, shit, how are you going to afford anything if you don't? Yeah, I, I think we're... What a scary time. And it's a wonderful time. I don't no, it, like that. If you, if you look... Like, I feel bad for the mom and pop store that's going to have to close down and lose, every, and lose their life savings because of it. Everybody is going to go through a miserable time. But you have to look at it that there is a very, very good possibility... Well, I would say it's 50-50. Uh, <laughs> there's a 50-50 chance that once all of it comes crashing down, we start over and we do it right. Or there's a 50-50 chance that once it all starts crashing down that the government response to it is such a crackdown that we become a just a, a totalitarian nightmare. 
And I'm not sure which way it goes. And that's why I hope that when it does crash, it's not a, a slow decline like we're seeing yeah, so you far. Need it, to go, it needs to go it fast. It needs to happen fast so that the government loses all control and the people in their, their, their neighborhoods, their communities, and things like that start to build from the ground up again. Yeah. And I, I really think that's the, uh, the only way it's going to work out well for us. There's going to be a lot of death during that time, though. Yeah. Yeah, sadly. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's you think the dying rates of COVID was bad. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It's going to make COVID look like a picnic. Well, and again, it, if, if it happens in a certain way, I think, you know, there might be uh, enough people coming together uh, to to help each other and, and prevent that. Yeah, you it's know? possible. I so, mean, that's a, it's a very rosy... It's a, it's a rosy suggestion. It's not going to be pretty either way. And no, it, no, no. No yeah, matter what, it's not going to be pretty. Look, we are not on a pretty path and we've been you know look i've been i've been been a soothsayer of doom for <laughs> a very long time yeah and it hasn't gotten there yet and but now we are starting to see more and more signs of it you know yeah, i the thought cracks it, are there yeah the, the, it, i thought it would happen a lot sooner than it did but it, it's it's beginning now and you're seeing things like you know empty short store shelves you're seeing things like government mandates causing mass unemployment you're seeing things like such dramatic restrictions on our civil liberties you're seeing things like the the surveillance state becoming untenable uh you're seeing things like uh um you know automated uh, weapon systems that are going to be the next to things roaming not only uh, the the streets of uh, foreign countries uh, that we invade but also the streets of our own american cities you know uh, so you see all those pieces of the puzzle coming together and if there is not some type of major event to challenge um that from happening it's it's going to be a very slow burn towards a very unpleasant world and you have unapologetic authoritarian psychopaths currently in charge yes yeah on all, all levels, levels of yeah, government you, you in have, both parties yeah. it doesn't matter they're all authoritarian psychopaths yeah yeah because they just and they don't know anything else it seems like no you no. know like yeah. just you know going to not using force and coercion and just trying to reason with people is not a it's not even a thought in the process yeah and i don't understand that uh you know, these are not, well, in some cases they're stupid people, but they're not, you know, they should. No, they're not dumb. They're not dumb. Uh, I'm not giving them a pass anymore thinking that they're just stupid. Ju- they're not. No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I, I don't know. What would be your end game for that? Like, Okay, I had a cust- Okay, I had a customer that I was talking to the other day, and he's also a business owner, and he has, you know, when it comes to hiring issues and stuff like that, he has problems. And he said basically the same thing. He's like, you know, these people live here too. I don't understand why they're doing this stuff. Right. And and in the conversation, what I basically said was they want the current system destroyed because they want everyone dependent upon the government because that is the ultimate control. Yeah, but it gets so bad that it, it's worth it to them. But if it gets bad enough, they lose power. They don't look at it that way. I mean, I don't think that they look the, at it that the way. The people will revolt at some point. I don't if, think if, that they if we go too far down this path, the people will revolt. I, I don't think they're looking at it. It will that happen. Way. I don't think they're looking it at might it that take way. decades before it happens. It might take generations. Look, they may be short sighted. They may be short sighted, but I mean, at the same time, they're not that. I mean, they're, I, again, I, you're right. I don't know at the end of the day what the end game is going to be on this one. But if you were looking to destroy the country, I don't know how much different you do it than you're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I, I don't. Like you're gonna I run as the uniter and then do a va- a, va- a vaccine mandate. Like yeah. you literally ran as the uniter and you're and you're you're doing things to be purposely dismissive and then gaslighting us like the people that don't want to take the vaccine are somehow the divisive ones. I can't imagine that Joe Biden and I'm I can't stand Joe Biden. I think he's an idiot in you know just useless human being. Um, but. I can't imagine that he is doing this intentionally to crash the economy, to you know, cause people to lose their jobs, lose their homes, uh, you know, starve. I, I can't imagine that that's his plan because how would that benefit him? Well, it's it's the, the build back better plan. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I just I can't imagine. Build back better indicates destruction. 
Yeah, but I think he was talking about, well, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I can't imagine that any rational person would say, oh, okay, the best way for me to re- retain power is make everyone in the country hate me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I'm going to get, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at it like this. Remember the Harry Brown quote? Right. Government's good at one thing, breaking both your legs, handing your crutch and saying, look, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be able to walk. So if you break everybody's fucking legs and then hand them all crutches, then they're all, then they're all in their mind. He, they're all beholden to you. Well, if you, uh, if you break uh, enough people's legs, somebody's going to eventually shoot back, but uh, let's hope they do folks. That is the end of the first hour of the show. We, uh, man, so much we didn't get to. Uh, so if you'd like to hear more, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, sign up, be a subscriber and you get a lot of great free swag and, uh, more content. We'll the see hour's you on the other over side. already? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>